Hello and welcome back to the Leeds 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 podcast. Uh, my name's Joe Mewis and as ever I'm joined by my partner in crime, Baron Cross. Baron, how are you doing? Better. Mm. Better. Yes. <laughs> That's the watchword, uh, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a challenging few days. Yeah, we're... Um, we're talking to you on Monday afternoon. That's um, the Monday after the Wednesday before. Um, you all know what we're talking about. It's been um, it's been a long four or five days, hasn't it, since Leeds United went crashing out of the playoffs um, to Derby. Now we're not going to dwell on that game too much here today, are we, Baron? Because I think everything's been said there. We don't want to. We're at that stage in sort of our, our grief and our, and our recoveries where we don't need to revisit the actual um, match as it happened. But how are you feeling a few days on? I think. I have come through the worst of it. Um, yeah, anybody that was um, that was following our coverage on um, on Wednesday evening will we'll know we went live on Facebook at gone half past eleven in a um, dark Ellen Road. Where it was all the very very dark. Yeah, off. I mean they weren't oh. even leaving the lights on. They normally do. Um, we'd been w- waiting a while to see Bielsa because um, it, w- it was just lovely to see all the the joyous Derby County fans celebrating oh. and, uh, yeah. and and loving life blocking us from the press conference because you have to effectively go through the away fans to get down towards mm-hmm. Howard's, which is which is where Bielsa's press conferences are held. So in the end, uh, the, the club staff admitted defeat and, and took us down the, the hallowed tunnel and um, yeah. into, into the belly of the beast and uh, eventually saw Bielsa. Um, shortly after 10pm, um, so yeah, the, the Facebook Live, you know, we, we tried to reflect on it as best we could. It was very, very raw. Um, mm. Not sure I'd ever expected to feel emotions like that in this job, but it was really, really hard to take it. When the, when the full-time whistle finally went, um, put together a bit of a colour piece at the back end of last week and just tried to sum up a few thoughts and clear my head a little bit. And um, yeah, it's um, it, it was just that horrible realisation that there's been nine months and it's amounted to absolutely nothing. Um, I know, I know some people have covered Leeds a lot longer than I have, and I'm amazed at their durability. I mean, I suppose if, if you're finishing mid-table, you've like last season, you've kind of written it off um, long before the, the climax, and you're not really too emotionally invested. But when you get close and miss out, I mean, mm. it was just galling. Well, obviously, it was. It felt like Leeds had sort of run out of lives, didn't it? Because obviously, we yeah, saw the automatic, safety nets. The automatics went. And there was still the playoffs to look forward the title to. Title went, then second went, yeah, um, and then and then the playoffs eventually went, and there was there was nothing else to say. Okay, but it's fine. Yeah, we we, we can we can still do we'll this go and go again. up. I yeah. mean, it was you know that that final whistle from Anthony Taylor really was um, the final nail in the coffin. Uh, but what a beautiful coffin it's been. It has, it has. I think a lot of Leeds fans, uh, you know, we've we've wallowed in the grief for for four or five days, and you know, there's there's so much good to look back isn't there of the, mm. the season we've had you, you talked spoke about last year there 13th place last year mm. um just sort of aimlessly meandered through the last few games didn't they if nothing happening yeah not a lot at all. not a lot to talk about on the pitch was there but whereas um could we have seen you know a, a more remarkable change you know in, in between these two campaigns you know what what bielsa's from day one when bielsa's come in he's changed the club hasn't he and he's he's changed their fortunes um, and yeah, you know, I'd say that this is probably the most enjoyable season Leeds fans have had since the Premier League days. Um, the only other sort of real highlights would be getting promoted from League One, but yeah. then you felt they were always going to get promoted from League yeah. One. You know, that's in terms of achievements, that's sort of like the, the smallest big achievement Leeds have <laughs> yeah, ever had, and you hope they never have to do it again that because, be par. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just a shame that they spent three years down there. That was the uh, that was the only thing there, but. You know, lest we forget, this is the best, the highest they've finished in the league since they were relegated, yeah. um, third place. Um, and just, I think it's the sense of optimism, isn't it? We've got um, we've got a really good piece on the website today from John Howe. He's mm. um, he's had the weekend to stew on it like, like we all have, and he's, he's come back and uh, by no means is he over it, as, as you'll see when he reads his piece. But there's plenty to look forward to, isn't there? Yeah, there's some absolutely cracking quotable lines mm, in that John yeah. Howe piece. I mean, it was absolutely um, brilliant once again. Uh, I think in Twitter, I've tried to kind of sum it up with the, within the Twitter character limit. Yeah. I think all I went for was even a cup of tea doesn't taste nice. <laughs> and for that, someone should have to pay. <laughs> it, it was just, just beautiful, passive aggression from uh, from Mr. Howe. And yeah, it's a spectacular piece and it's well-timed. Like I say, I, I wrote, wrote a, a longer form piece on um, on Thursday. That's right. Uh, and then John's um, rounded off the weekend here on Monday morning with uh, with another piece. And he is very much still in the early throes of it. Yeah. I think maybe it's, it's the nature of our job, but we are designed to, to continue to look forward. We're always looking to the next thing because we have to prepare, really. Mm. So I think, I don't know if that's aided the grieving process, Um 
the, the next thing obviously is that is that we hope Marcelo Bielsa stays on. That's um, it. That's the big talking point now. I think no news is good news up to now. Uh, I don't know how the club will play it because I mean technically he's under contract and uh, I don't know whether the club would would announce it or whether they would just go on as if nothing's changed because he's he's already the head coach. It's not like you need yeah. a, do you need an announcement to announce that your coach is just going to carry on doing the job he was doing before or I don't, I don't know how they will play it. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, Bielsa's spoken about it um, and he said the options with the club, if they want to keep him, being typically modest. Yeah, waiting for a proposal. Um, so you'd, you'd have thought there would be some official announcement in that they've, they've activated this clause in the contract yeah. that he denied if, the, if this is the case. So I think whether, whether technically nothing changes or not, I think the club will be well aware that the general tone of conversation among fans around the world mm. is that there is doubt and therefore they should put that yeah. when they know they should put that doubt to rest with with some kind of statement so yeah just draw a line under it um, we feel quite positive though don't we we do yeah um, all Hel- season helped a bit by um, some of the photos we saw at the weekend we saw oh, um, yeah. lots of photos of Marcelo you were working Bielsa. Saturday weren't you I mean that must yeah. have made you spit your tea out Bielsa and uh, Victor Orta I think in the Sky Lounge um, oh, yeah. in, the, in the middle of Leeds uh, so much sleuthing from Leeds on Twitter oh, it's, it's, the Leeds yeah. fans it's just a, a network it's, exactly. of, of spies <laughs> it really is isn't it they've, uh, they've taken the lessons from the season on board <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, he, the two of them were spotted. Excellent. They looked hard at work. I, for one, don't believe it was a social call, a catch-up, uh, knowing knowing how hard those two I think, work. I think it, that's at the, it's at the Hilton, isn't it? The Sky Bar. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I think, the, I think the Hilton is, is generally accepted that, that a number of sort of club staff and, and the players stay there. I think it is well yeah. used by the. It's, it's an option the club Must tends, to, tends yeah. to use. Yeah, <laughs> put on the stick it on the tab. But yeah, lots of bits of paper on the desk that they were they were sat at. Lots oh, of um, imagine imagine getting a glimpse of, of coffee. Paper. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be a dream, wouldn't Treasure it? Treasure trove. But yeah, and as, as I said, um, plenty of fans saw them as well because if you meet in public in Leeds, uh, you know, you're going to get spot, you're going to get papped by the fans. And so we saw lots of pictures. Um, first one came through and I thought, well, let's take this with a pinch of salt. You know, it could just be an old photo. I mean, yeah. the weather matched it. So again, using that sleuthing, um, but just by the number of photos, you know, you've got to think, right, they are there, they're talking. That's a good sign. We also saw some photos of Marcelo Bielsa in a car garage. It's been, it's been a great couple of days for... Uh, for Bielsa being stalked across Leeds, um, you know, and, and while we do wait for any official confirmation from the club, fingers crossed, hopefully he will stay. I know there was also some, um, you were on yesterday, Barry, and there's quite a lot of reports um, across Europe, actually, of clubs being interested in Bielsa's services. Roma, yes, Celta AS Vigo Roma. as well. Um, uh, there, there is talk that, uh, that AS Roma wants to renew Rome's um, <laughs> love, loving relationship with Marcelo Bielsa, which of course lasted all of 48 yeah. hours and... <laughs> One of my friends quipped that uh, that Roman wanted to get him back there to see some more of the sights, and uh, I can't imagine he must have got through Lonely Planet's introduction when, yeah. he, when he was at Lazio. So we'll <laughs> see. I mean, I think fans, as is the nature of social media, will, will overreact. Um, yeah. They they love to to talk about anything and, and anything about football, about their football club, their their head coach, and especially this time of year. I think things do get blown out of proportion, and people do do jump to, to conclusions. And I think. Um, I would say the sources in Italy look fairly reliable. Um, the, the reports are coming from fairly um, established sources, so you would say that there may be something in it. But you know, the reports didn't go beyond naming Bielsa as one of three or four different options that Roma may or may not actually consider for the post. So it's a long way from A, Ranieri going, mm, yeah. B, the season finishing, C, Bielsa being made an offer or deciding Bielsa's their option, then offering him a deal and then getting him to accept it whilst keeping Leeds contractually happy because I think we're led to believe there's, that Leeds are maybe covered in some way. Um, Marcelo oh. may well be able to move, to walk away but he may not be able to walk away to another club. So I think we're a long way from, from, from Roma that's being it. where Bielsa's going. I mean, I mean yeah, there's, there's nothing stopping them wanting him but whether, that's whether very he's different gettable, to actually getting exactly, him. Whether he's gettable is, is completely different. So, I mean, hopefully, um, in the not-too-distant future, we're here because I think we both agree keeping Bielsa is... Paramount. Absolute paramount to, to what happens next year, to the, in the upcoming summer, next season. The, the, um, the guy is so hard to read. I mean, he's such a wild card that, that what motivates us as footballing people may not be anywhere near his radar. I mean, the, the, who knows what would satisfy Bielsa's thirst as, yeah. a, as a head coach? <laughs> I mean, who knows what exactly he wants and what he needs to see from the hierarchy? But, you know... Based on what we know, what's out there in the public mm. domain, he has never said a bad word about the city, the club, the region. Mm. He loves his players. He talks his players up. The staff as well at the club, Victor Orta yeah. and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he said 
um, after the match on Wednesday night, you know, I refuse to believe that anybody is feeling the pain more than my players. Mm. I mean, he, he's very, very much aware yeah. that, that they are hurt players. He, t- he said he himself took personal responsibility for the defeats. He doesn't think about how far he's brought them. Um, the fact they've jumped 10 places in the division and, and gone to the playoff semi-finals, he doesn't consider that. He, all he is considering is that he has failed mm. in his um, outright number one priority, which was to get the club into the Premier League. And you, you would have to hope that with enough of the other boxes ticked, he will feel there is unfinished business and he wants to have another proper go. And wow, the, exactly. the prospect of a Marcelo Bielsa, who was already very prepared going into a, a second championship season, mm-hmm. a year wiser on this this division in world football is, is quite a frightening prospect. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, just from what we've dealt with him in press conferences, he does come across the sort of character that, that will want to finish the job off. I think he's a very loyal man, isn't he? He's a man of his word. Um, so, yeah. Worth mentioning what the owner has said as well. The, yeah. owner, the owner spoke to the Times last week before the first leg. That was it, yeah. It was, um, it was a piece in the Times, I think it was on the, on the Saturday of, uh, of the first leg against Derby, appeared in the paper there. And he said as far as he was aware... Bielsa's planning for next season. There were no doubts in Madrazani's quotes, were there? Win or lose. Yeah, he talked about um, their upcoming plans for the training ground. Obviously, we've already seen Bielsa's had a really big impact on Mm. Thorpe Arch already. It's obviously got more. um, So that's that's probably more beds for the players to sleep in in pre-season training to never go home again. Um, And yeah, it's. I think at the moment, as as we see it from everything we know, I think Leeds fans can be reasonably confident. And that feels the feeling around the fan base, doesn't it? Um, at, At the moment, you know, judging from... You know what we're seeing on social media, what we see when we talk to people. It does seem there is that optimism that he's going to stay now. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think as we've said, I mean, we we, we would be um, as as unsurprised as him staying as he would with with finding out he was off. You know, we mm. we, we could wait up we'll wake up one morning and find out he's flying back to Argentina for, for good, and we wouldn't be too surprised because that's the <laughs> yeah. sort of guy that he is. I mean, yeah. as I've already alluded to, he, he walked out on Lazio after forty eight hours because. Um, too many things frustrated and upset him. You know, yeah, there were, there were I suppose, I think, I think promise mm. is broken is, is yeah. the simple way of putting it. So providing Leeds could keep up their end of the bargain and he's the fact he's seen out a full year here would suggest they've done their yeah. bit and he's very happy with what's going on in the hierarchy. The fact he's meeting Torota, that has to be a positive sign. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think there, is, there is definite cause for, for cautious optimism and the sooner we put that to bed, the sooner we can move on and, and, and look at how this squad is shaped moving forward. Yeah. Um, because, of course, that is very much number two on the, um, on the list of priorities. Is, you know, it's, it's, it, it's a fascinating debate, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. this, this is, we, we've, we've put together a piece on the website. So it's a keep or sell piece. It's a, it's a topic which dominates fan conversations and that's obviously what we're trying to do. You know, it's, it's, it's just an opinion piece with... Um, with a little gadget where fans can actually vote on, on who so, they want to keep and yeah. sell. It's, it's a very basic dilemma that fans have at the end of every season at every club. But at Leeds, as, as we've sort of um, posed in, in the piece, um, this is a side that, that, aside from Harrison and Douglas, no other new players played more than 25 times in all competitions. So you would, you, you, as we've said many times, you would have to say... This is a mid-table squad. This is the squad that finished 13th 12 months earlier. He's taking them to third. Interestingly, he's gone out of his way over the past three or four weeks to actually say this squad is at its limit. This squad will never get to this level again. This squad will never reach such, such heights again. Yeah. Um, without really chucking him under the bus, but basically Bielsa is sort of making it known that you guys, all the fans, need to appreciate this lot are doing everything they can and they can't mm. play any better and there's the a possibility they may not be able to repeat it next season at least en masse mm. so um, it is fascinating if he does stay given the, the spending situation Bielsa and his staff are taking up a large portion of the budget mm. um, with or without player sales how much is there going to be to spend um, how are you going to deal with the players that, that did and didn't perform because the vast majority did I mean we, we can't say anything else other than yeah. that yeah. the vast majority of those players have performed really well and deserve a future at Leeds United um, I think that there's always the habit that, that especially in the immediate aftermath of the season finishing that if a club if your club hasn't met its targets you just want a radical overhaul you know the, the, the gut reaction of any emotional football fan is right scrap it let's start again but, and we've seen that so much with Leeds yeah, over the years but, you know, the lack of continuity the yeah. fact they've had a new manager every yeah. season for the last eight years surely we years. have to shackle that yeah. and um, I think like you say Joe when, when you actually look at the brass tacks they have missed out by a whisker yeah. so yeah. surely you have to say with an already small squad we are looking at small refinements a few in a few That's out it. 
but the, the core of that squad has to stay, I would think. Exactly, and it's worth bearing in mind, Bielsa is going to want to operate with his small squad as he's well. Not so There's you no way he's changing. You can't just add five players in without getting no, rid of five have players. To get rid of some. Um, and that's that's sort of like the, the bulk of this key for sell piece, as Baron mentioned. He's um, he did an excellent piece that went up um, online last night about um, just running through every player in the squad, keep or sell, simple question. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a look at that now. Um, there's a few players we don't need to bait too much, I don't think. But we'll keep we'll, it brief. Yeah, we need we'll, to. Keep, we'll keep it brief because uh, otherwise we could be here all day. Uh, we'll start with the goalkeepers. Um, Bailey Peacock Farrell, you've got his keep. I'd agree with that. I think he's a young keeper. Um, he did, he, I thought he did quite well this season. I, I don't think like one of the easy was, ones. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he was a particular problem. I can see why they bought Casir in, but um, I, I think you undoubtedly have to keep him here. I think yeah. that's that's a simple one. And I think, as, as you mean, as I mentioned in the piece, you know, I mean, I think based on how the season finished, there's a very real possibility Bailey's going to put some pressure on well, Keiko next yeah. season. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting if this Casir sort of dip was in the middle of the season. Mm. You know, whether he would have come back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Will Huffer on the list here. He's um, Signed a new 12-month extension. Yeah. Did that on the when they released the retain list on Saturday morning. You've got him down for loan, and yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think. We, I think it's it's a yeah. vice versa with him and Miyazak. Yeah. I, I couldn't see much logic in keeping two pretty good young goalkeepers sharing under yeah. 23's pitch time. You might as well get one of them out on loan. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so Casilla, I think that a has lot, provoked a lot of debate. Yeah, this will get a lot of debate. Um, I've actually I've got the early results up here. We'll give you a sneak preview because. Um, See, we this will, is a little, little bonus Easter egg for exactly, podcast listeners. Yeah, we, this we, is this is your motivation for listening. <laughs> we will bring you the full results probably later in the week because um, give it time to breathe. We, we've had so many people vote on it. We'll, we'll keep the votes coming in. But at this early stage, um, Casilla, how what, what do you reckon, Baron? What's the yeah, percentage, percentage for, for of the fans? I can't see this. You can't see. It. I've got the earlier on. I, it was between sixty and seventy, so I probably wouldn't say it's changed much. Yeah, sixty-eight percent want Casilla to stay. So um, it's not as cut and dry as some yeah, of them. Yeah, I think I mean, if, you, if you'd logged on Twitter in the immediate aftermath of the derby game, <laughs> you wouldn't have found sixty-eight percent of the comments no. positive on him. Um, but I mean, he, he's on a four-year deal. You know, we have to look at this in yeah. in reality and in the yeah. cold light of day. The guys coming from Real Madrid with much fanfare, like you say, Joe, he signed a four and a half-year deal. He's not going to be on a cheap contract, given that it was a free transfer. Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen this before with goalkeepers, especially um, European goalkeepers, uh, Hispanic goalkeepers. Yeah. They come in yeah. and there is a bedding in period. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I felt, I mean, for the record, I argued that, that you would have to keep him. Um, I think there would be too much legwork involved in moving them on when there are there must be other pressing priorities. And I think given that Bielsa is a very loyal head coach, surely you give this guy a full pre-season and another That's full it. year and yeah. you see how it goes. Um, I just, I think of the list of priorities, his departure has to be a long way down the list. I think so. And like, like you say, it's that full pre-season, you know, maybe iron out these communications yeah. issues that he'd had in recent weeks, you know, him and... He's had uh, mistakes where him and Cooper and him and Ailing have, have both gone for balls. They get this better understanding, you know. And after one of Bielsa's legendary pre-season training campaigns, you know, hopefully they're all sort of singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah. There. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Miyazek we've discussed. Yeah, Miyazek. So defence. Luke Ailing's the first one here again. Um, I think that would be a very popular one among the fans. Yeah, no, I, I didn't find it too easy. Easy. I think on reflection, again, a long way down the list of priorities. I think. Yeah. I think that I summed it up with based on his versatility That's and it. his seniority. Yeah. He's 27. He's not an aging, mm. um, um, failing, sort of declining player yet. You yeah. know, in theory, he should be approaching his best years. And it's easier to talk about replacing a player like that than replacing him as well. You know, if, if you swap yeah, the exactly. player in like it's for like, easier said than done. You know, you've got that betting in period. You've got, I, yeah, I, I think I think that's a, it's a bit of a no-brainer. That in, one. in reality, are you really going to find it easy to find a huge upgrade on Luke Ayling? Yeah, yeah, at, exactly. at the top, In the top six yeah, of the championship, without spending a significant amount yeah. of money, and I don't think that's where the budget needs to go. Um, uh, on the other flank, Barry Douglas. So interesting one, Barry Douglas. He's not had the first season that he'd have wanted to have had at the club. No, he was brought with quite a lot of promise, wasn't he, from Wolves? I um, think he's got a lot of credit in the bank. Yeah. From, from that Wolves season, I, I think, think so, I don't yeah. think you can become a terrible player overnight. He's yeah. had his, he's had his issues again, integration, the Bielsa style of football, mm. injuries is the big one. Since Christmas, um, injuries have been a real blow. I, w- I would agree with counterpoints that that when he was fit for large periods of the first half of the season, he he wasn't pulling up any trees. I would agree with that, but I think we, he definitely deserves more time. Yeah. Again, yeah. he's he's only just finished the first year of a of a, of a decent length contract, so. More age-wise. than more than enough to be working with. Yeah, age-wise again. He's I think he's older than you're thinking, though. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he's, yeah. I think he might he should be, be 30 now. If not, be, this season he'll be 30. Yeah, so you're probably not going to sell him for too much either. But 
but yeah, unfinished business there. Um, on to the skipper next, so Liam Cooper. Um, again, he's I another got, one of these I, players yeah, that... I've got a lot more negative reaction to this than I expected. I've gone with Keep, but there's on Facebook especially, there has been a lot of people saying, you know, what am I talking about? It's, it's Calamity Cooper. Yeah, so I think people are obviously remembering, memories. remembering the, um, the, the mistakes against Derby and Sheffield United, Adam yeah. Rose. Um, but we, f- we forget a few weeks earlier than this. Um, you know, he's, he's in the Championship Team of the Year. The EFL Team of the, the Year. The EFL Team of the Year. Um, and he's the captain, and Bielsa has sang his praises. Exactly. and He's he, a leader. He's had the best season of his career as well. So, again, I think it's, it's, it's that same argument. It's, you know, fine, you want to sell him. How do you replace him? Yeah. You know, you have to probably spend upwards of £5 million to, to replace him. And mm. um, I think for the most part, he's, he's done a really good job. Absolutely. It's these lapses of concentration, perhaps, which, which have undone for him this year. It's unfortunate, isn't it, that, that these sorts of features come out at the end of the season and Leeds have, ironically, had their worst run of form at the end of the season. So that you are going to have to have, when you do this piece, mm. or when, when people do come to do this keep or so, you're going to have to really keep the full 46 games exactly. in mind. Yeah. You know, he, Liam Cooper has had an amazing nine-tenths of the campaign. You know, yeah. He has been a very, very useful assets and I think the defence has looked better when he's been at the heart of it. Clearly he is a calming presence um, it's just these errors isn't it interesting one next one, this is a player that we spoke about in that Facebook live that you mentioned a bit mm. wasn't it, um, Pontus Jansen so uh, he's been very vocal about wanting to, wanting to play in the Premier League at the end of the Derby game we saw him sat the yeah, other side of the telling, pitch very telling. by the advertising boards watching Derby celebrate on his own, not in the dressing room with his Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it felt like he went out and came, he went in and came back out he again. He did, yeah. yeah which is, which is bizarre. Which, he went out of his way to, to go yeah. all the way across the pitch just to sit and watch it. Yeah, so it's a bit of a, yeah. Quite like theatri- say, theatrical. That. It was, wasn't it? And all played out in the, in the public eye. Mm. Um, plenty of people saw him do that. He was, you know, on Sky doing it. A lot of journalists had photos of him. Yeah, he wasn't hiding. Um, so you've put force to sell here, which I think I'd agree with. I mean, here you've got to think about you do. This is a selling league. If, if you are staying in the championship, it's a loss-making league. You have to mm. sell players um, if you want to stay afloat. As such, yeah. we've seen on Leeds's accounts for the last few years, there's always been um, a player sold. Uh, Chris Wood, I'm thinking of you know uh, Ronaldo Vieira last summer. Yeah. So. I'm guessing here you're putting uh, Pontus down as, as the one who sort of balances the books. Yeah, unfortunately, and, and, uh, and quite rightly, a lot of fans have jumped on this. Again, readers have, have responded on Facebook and have said, you know, what on earth are you talking about? You're advocating mm-hmm. selling our best player. Um, Janssen, uh, sorry, Bielsa said he was the, his player, player of the season, wasn't I mean, he? Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, I, I maybe don't see Janssen in the same light as a lot of people. I think on his day, he's, he's formidable. Um, but I would argue he has got bad games in him. Um, he's got mistakes in him. Um, I probably would pick him ahead of Cooper, but there's not much in it for me. Um, again, football is a game of opinions. Um, if Janssen wanted to stay, then then yes, you know, I would happily have him stay. I think he would definitely do a job. I think he's more than capable of winning promotion from the championship. He's that sort of player. But I think we have, like I say, Joe, the business of football is that you need to make money, especially if you want to strengthen yeah. Um, it all comes down to how much money Radrazani wants to put in. We're not going to have another £11 million coming in from San Francisco 49ers. No. Um, and as we go through the rest of the squad, we're going to see there aren't actually too many assets in this squad that you can be looking at selling for eight figures, mm-hmm. you know, £10 million or more. I mean, yeah. there's really not many out there. And even at Janssen, that's a bit of a push, that's, maybe. Well, you've got to find the right buyer if you're going to get that much. Yeah, you? he's got three years on his deal. So Leeds are very much that's in a position of strength. There is mm-hmm. no way... That, that they have to sell this guy or they've got to sell him on the cheap. They are very much in a position of, of yeah. negotiating strength. Um, so we'll see, yeah. I've, I've plumped with force to sell because I, I simply think, based on the narrative, um, last three years, Janssen has constantly, if not openly, inadvertently mentioned interest from outside. He wants to play in the Premier League. He does want to do yeah. it with, with Leeds, but how much longer can, uh, can a... A Sweden international weight um, mm. when he's when he's already heading towards his late twenties. So I think if if you were looking at making one sale, that's one I would possibly countenance. So and that's interesting because uh, on your next one you've got Berardi, who is also a sell. So very, <laughs> we're for, down on numbers here. Yeah, very different reasons. Again, I think the asterisk for all of this is that as we've said, Joe Bielsa wants to run with a small squad. You're going to have to sell players to bring players in. If you are strengthening players. Berardi is one of those I think you could quite easily improve upon. I think mm. you could bring in a younger model, um, a more mobile model, a more technical model. 
Um, and the I think stays on the pitch more. Yeah, and I think yeah, maybe that does. Maybe I'm being a little bit too short term, is because I was one who sang his praises in August and September of last year. Injuries have killed him this year. Yeah, and he was very selfless in, in declining surgery in order to, to remain fit for the end of the season, which was crucial for the playoffs. But he's 30. He's got one year left on his deal. Mm. Do you really want to give him a new contract, or do you want to sell him for some money while you can? So, yeah, I think it could be the end of the road, and I think the fans agree with you actually. Just um, looking at the results here that we've had. Uh, just twenty three percent at the moment of fans okay. would, would keep right. him. So, um, so yeah, I'm in. I'm in the majority. You're, you're in the majority there. Um, right, we'll bash through through the youngsters here. Leaf Davis, keep. keep. I think you keep your best young players. Um, Pascal Stroik, you've got keep as well. Um, Hugo Diaz sell. Hugo Diaz sell. Yeah. So um, um, very. You know, we will try and keep it brief. Um, there was a lot of big games for the 23s at the back end of last season, and Diaz was actually on the bench quite a lot. Mm. Now, we don't get to talk to Corbran, and we only talked to Corbran once all season on 23s duty, so we don't really hear a lot of the logic behind this. Clearly, 23s is a much more fluid situation when it comes to players coming in and out, but um, he's also 22. Yeah. I mean, you forget Hugo Diaz is 22 now. For me, that's the wrong side of 21 when you're looking at development players. Yeah. We've got a lot of 18 and 19-year-olds who I would consider are already ahead of him in the pecking order. Some have made first-team debuts. And Diaz, they? I mean, Diaz is behind Stroik. He's behind Halme. Yeah. When you're 22 and you're that far down the pecking order, how much more can you get from him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why I would sell him. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. And you've got a loan for Halme, which, uh, which yeah, makes toughen him up a little bit. A bit more yeah. English football elsewhere. Some regular football. He's, he's tall enough and rugged enough. He's one of these Scandinavian types, of course, that would be suited to English football from the lower leagues. I think so. Bryce Asana, another that you want to keep. I think after his injury hit season this year, yeah. needs he a good deserves, year next year. Deserves another bite of the cherry. A few of the low knees um, now. Yeah, a few of the low knees. So perhaps here's the obvious sales. The, the most obvious sale, I'd say, in the Leeds United squad, yeah. probably. Uh, Lawrence de Bock, who yeah. uh, obviously just arrived not, in January, had minimal impact uh, at the end of last season. And by all accounts, hasn't had a very good loan spell back in Belgium. So sell. And I don't think you're going to have too many people arguing there. Uh, Connor Shaughnessy, obviously, he went up to Hearts um, in January. And again, he's, he's, he's that age again. He's, he's 22, so mm. he's, uh, he's on the wrong side of... You know, sort of uh, 2021. Yeah, I, I think sell there. If Bielsa is keeping this this streamlined yeah. squad, you don't really see where the uh, the advantage to keeping him is there. Uh, Tom Pierce, obviously, he's um, he came through at the end of last season. Yeah, interesting um, one, Pierce. And he was really the one to watch. I remember this time last year, all the talk was about his Edmonton, new contract. Bournemouth, Palace, all circling. Yeah, he was sort of the, the one player Leeds were, were stressing over a bit, but. For whatever reason, I don't think Bielsa has quite fancied him this year because no, he, he didn't really feature. Hasn't. He featured in the cup games, I think, at the start of the Two season. Two appearances, I think. Yeah, that's it. And then, um, then he's uh, been famously on, was subbed on and subbed off. Subbed on and subbed off at QPR, wasn't yeah. he, in, in the FA Cup? Um, and then spent the end of the season on at Scunthorpe, on loan at Scunthorpe. They were relegated, so didn't pull up many trees. Yeah, I think he just needs a season of regular football, doesn't he? So yeah, um, that's what I've said there. Get him a good League One loan. Perhaps. He's signed a new deal. Yeah. There's plenty to work with, and a lot of potential. Be- better yeah. days ahead I mean, for he, Tom Pierce. You know, we, we we've seen he's got a wonder of a left foot, so um, a bit of bit of football under his belt there. Paddy O'Connor, he's one that's had two loan spells this year, um, Blackpool and Bradford. Um, Twenty-one. Obviously, we saw him make his debut for for Leeds' first team last season. Um, Remember that game against Villa? He impressed. Um, there's a bit of something there, but you've got him as sell. Yeah, um, again, he's 21. He's the same age as Pierce, um, but I think most people would say he's not considered in the same class for whatever reason. Um, I am a big fan of O'Connor's. I did. He was one the leader of the 23s last season that stood out for me, and I really liked him as a good rugged centre half. But again, if we're if we're being very very um, specific about which players stay and which players go, this is a guy that's been on loan at two League One clubs. Um, played well in a in a struggling Bradford side towards the end of the season. At 21, you've got a player who's been relegated from League One. How much can he achieve with Leeds United in the long term? I think yeah. you've got to be ruthless if you want to make space for for other young players coming through. So I think yeah, I, I would sell him. That's it, um, Louis Coyle. Um, 23 now, Louis Herman, Coyle. He spent two seasons on loan at Fleetwood. Just um, let him go to Fleetwood, perhaps. That's yeah. the logic there. That's, that seems to be his level. It's a bit unfair on him, really. Yeah. Just, he needs to settle down somewhere. He does, doesn't he? Is, is Louis Coyle really going to be a promotion-winning right-back? I mean, he's got, from he's the got potential. I've, I saw a lot of him when he, when he was younger. He was you know, very highly rated when he came up through the academy. You know, and yeah. one of the best players of a very good um, team that had really? Calvin Phillips, Lewis Cook in. You know, he, was, he, was, he was one of the best players there. Um, I suppose, I mean, I suppose you, you, could, you could make an argument for him staying in as, as Ailing's backup. Uh, but then you're then you're starting to to, to mix with, with with Jamie Shackleton's role. That's it, yeah. And, and, and Stuart Dallas, of course. Um, and I think Coyle has played 
in a couple of positions this season at Fleetwood. I know he's, he's moved around the park a little yeah. bit, but you know, is he versatile enough for Bielsa? You know, like you say, Shackleton's a perfect example. You know, I wouldn't be surprised next season if we say if we see Shackleton play sort of in three or four different positions in the mm. team. So uh, he'd certainly be ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, Tyler Denton, he's from that same same year group as, as Coyle. Um, he's not has has had a good loan he's ba- season. He's barely scratched the surface at Peterborough. He's been which in and out of Peterborough, mostly out. Um, I think a few if, injuries. Would you agree, Joe, that if you're on loan to Peterborough, you need to be almost the star of the show at Peterborough? I think so. In a yeah. similar way, we'll come on to Malik Wilkes later. So, yeah. but you need to be somebody like that where you're playing every week and you're. You need know, to be turning heads, don't you? You need to be yeah. you know, getting assists and things at that level if you're going to make it a Legion United. That's it, yeah. So you've got them down a cell. Um, Liam Kitchen's another one, um, a little bit younger. That's more your ballpark, Liam yeah, Kitchen so at Harrogate. Yeah, he's been, um, again, he's had a couple of, for a season and a half at Harrogate Town. A uh, long time in the non-league. Yeah, a long time in the non-league. I think it's definitely time for him to, to step out to it now, 19 mm. years old. Um, I mean, uh, Harrogate Town have had the best season in their history, you know, and he's... Um, Spent the majority of the side and uh, the, the campaign in the side. He did mm. drop out a bit towards the end, but then he, he was back in for sort of the final couple of games. Um, yeah, big player. He's been playing left back there, which um, again shows you a bit of versatility. But yeah. I saw a couple of Harrogate Town games this year, and he, he's not a natural left back. He didn't yeah. sort of scream Bielsa left back to me, but yeah, I, th- I think loan in the football league next and year. And he is needs what to have a big year, do. doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah, needs to do something it. next year. Yeah. Um, into the midfield, so these Adam, are the probably the two most controversial. Yeah, there is. I'll uh, I'll have a peek at the results here while we talk about them. So Adam Forshaw is the first. You've gotten down a cell. Yes. So th- I appreciate this was probably one of the tougher ones, but as I've said, you know, if you are going to bring players in and strengthen this squad, and and fans want to see clear improvement on the pitch, um, personnel improvements, you are going to need to sell some players and raise some money somehow, and. Unfortunately for him, because uh, he's an absolute top bloke, he's a really good talker, Adam Forshaw. Mm. Top, top man, works his socks off for the football club. But does he have the guile and the creativity, the mobility, the passing range of a central midfielder in a Marcelo Bielsa Leeds United side? Um, yeah. There are players, I would say, better than him in, in every position on the pitch. Um, and at 27, you can still get some money for him. And I think he would fetch a decent price in the championship because he does have good pedigree at this level. Um, but like I say, if you're making space for somebody and you want somebody, a new playmaker, a new on gonch in, um, in the middle of the, the pitch, then maybe Forshaw was somebody that, that you, could, you could countenance leaving. Yeah, it's a shame because... As, as How do you, you think say, about Forshaw? Yeah, I, I think he's a really good player. He was... Um, one of the few sort of uh, bright points from the end of last season. I thought he came in, settled well. Best player in pre-season. Best player in pre-season. Yeah, really Watching out. him last year, you sort of thought, you know, he he could be a future captain for Leeds. The way he commands himself on, on the pitch and everything. He's got the respect of his teammates. But I just don't know how well he fits into this Bielsa system. Like you say, um, I think Phillips does the, the Phillips role m- yeah. much better. Um, much better. Much better than he does. Uh, and he just, his instinct on the ball is, is to just slow it down and look around whereas whereas you look at some players like Klitsch when he's been in that role he's, he's much more forward looking mm. much more dynamic um, and as you say it's a shame because technically I think he's a very good player yeah. you know and you know you, you could see him being a key player in a, in a contending side next season in the championship for, but for, for most of the players that featured regularly 30 plus games for most of them you can think of clear periods in the season or clear matches where they have either won the match or they put in a huge performance or you remember giving them an 8 or a 9 out of 10 and you mm. think oh wow they ran the game or something and Forshaw's just one of those that hasn't I don't think he's been as poor as some of the others in there that we have really criticised quite heavily um, Jack Harrison springs to mind but He's just—he's a steady Eddie, and I think if you're going to win promotion with the championship, you can possibly lose a steady Eddie and, and have a younger option on the bench. You know, yeah. Maybe that's the, the the better debate: is do you want Adam Forshaw on your bench as your mm. backup, or do you want a younger Robbie Gotts, for instance, or a Jamie like Shackleton that. maybe Jamie on the Shackleton. bench? Do you want them yeah. to be your option off the bench if you are looking at backups? Yeah, and looking at the early results so far, forty um, percent of fans would like him to stay. So the fans with the majority just about, again, you just about with the majority there. Yeah. So next one, when um, the fans don't agree with the Ottawa, yeah, yeah, because seventy three percent want to keep him. Huge. It's everyone's favourite North Macedonian funster, uh, Jani Alioski. So I want him to go. Yeah. Can go you see, explain can, yourself? Can, can you see why people want him to stay? Because I mean, I'm struggling a bit. I mean, the, the, the counter argument I've seen from people on Facebook and Twitter is that at left back, 
you would keep mm. him. And I can get on board with that. I can see him be, him vying with, with Barry Douglas for the left-back slot, although Leif Davis might have something to say about that. And Stuart Dallas, of course, playoff hero. Mm. Um, but as a left-attacking winger, just absolutely no chance. I just can't see it at all. How many times this season? I mean, Good Friday stands out straight away. But, I mean, throughout the season... Just so little quality in the final third. That's, that's he can't cross, he third, can't shoot, he can't pass. Um, he works his absolute socks off, runs in his sleep. I'm not doubting that at all. His, his mental attributes are phenomenal. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a guy you'd want in the trenches with you. Mm. I'm just thinking of that technical match-winning ability, match-changing ability. Just don't think he has it. Such a frustrating player. But then playing devil's advocate. Remember how often he was offside at the start of the season? It was like a running joke. That was joke, a running joke. That, that did go quiet, that joke, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah. It yeah. Quiet. I mean, playing devil's advocate. Playing left back, you can't be offside, though. Exactly, yeah. Um, go on, be, be, be the devil's advocate. Be the devil's advocate. I mean, I'd, I'd probably lean in towards agreeing with that decision, but it's that versatility which Bielsa mm. likes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's key. Bielsa knows that if he's got that in his squad, you know, two or three players that can play these positions. You know, you're saving an extra place in your squad. Um, I know he got injured at the season, but until then he played every week. So sort of tireless. You know, yeah, we talk yeah. about how much running tireless. Um, very good. Yeah, mentally, I think the players like him. He's a bit wacky as well, so the fans he's like him. He's good in the dressing room. I get the impression. Yeah, yeah. You know, we saw him um, when we were having Pontus Pontus Janssen's press, press conference a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and he uh, poked his head in the back. And his meniscus looked all right there, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Yeah. So um, <laughs> yeah, I can I can see both sides of of the story but again I, th- I just think um, who are you going to replace him with someone that can do all these roles you know I, I would I think you do scream for that extra bit of quality in the final third but um, you know coming into the second season of Bielsa rather than getting someone up to speed with Bielsa's methods That's another I can good totally point. see That's why point, yeah. you'd want to keep him yeah. and I think you know although we know Leeds fell short we want to keep as much continuity yeah. as possible I think next season is about you know re- refining identifying the very clear areas where it did go wrong this season mm. um, and where they, where they need to fix. And I don't think necessarily that Alioski was an area you know, where he played that does need fixing. So, so up to now, you're, you're, you're going with Forshaw and Janssen as the guys to go for now then? Up uh, to now, so far in this so, list, yeah, if we are right. making if personal changes. Out, yeah, yeah. Right, we better uh, rattle through a few of these quickly because we're, we're, we're going pretty slow here. So I think Stuart Dallas's playoff appearances perhaps... Um, Gave him, gave him the edge here in uh, wanting to keep him. You've got him as keep there. Yeah, very versatile. Yeah, I think, I think he does, so. it, does a lot of things very Again, well. Yeah, a good very player steady. that Bielsa likes to have him board. Pablo Hernandez, um, the only issue here is his age, I think. if he was, uh, That would be the only reason I think people would say uh, get rid of him. Obviously, he's keep. The vast majority of you are saying keep. Um, An you, amazing you, season. Yeah, amazing season. Just, again, like Poor we said finish. at the start of the podcast, sort of marred a bit that people will remember that you know he did perhaps go missing a bit at the end of the season. You know, perhaps his legs were gone, but again, hopefully... Seems, seems to, to make sense, though, that 35 end next season, he's got one year left on his contract, yeah. so next summer would be the obvious time to, to, to part ways. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, keep Pablo, one last hurrah for him. Calvin Phillips, so two people we've seen, out of the hundreds of you that voted, two people want to sell Calvin Phillips. Now, tell us who you are, because... Uh, <laughs> they must just be thinking <laughs> about the money. Yeah, I mean, that, we, that can be the we, only we, logic. We don't give people the, the capacity to explain their reasoning, but I'm assuming yeah. it's just because they think we could get... I mean, name your price. I mean, it could be upwards yeah. towards 20 million. I mean, I the, the, so. the guy's age and his quality yeah. is there to be seen. And you look at Lloyd Kelly going from Bristol City to Bournemouth for yeah, 13 right. million. Yeah. Phillips, I would argue, is, oh, is, a, is, a, is a better player than Lloyd yeah, Kelly uh, in a more advanced position. Yeah, I think um, I think we all want to see him as a future Leeds United captain in the Premier you, League. So. Uh, we all want him to stay. Do you think he will? Um, I think so. You know, we, we saw how upset he was uh, after the final whistle on Wednesday. While, whilst um, whilst he doesn't rock the boat and gets a new contract, that should be fine, shouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Can't see any issues yeah. there. Well, obviously, he's got um, how many's got left on his deal? He's got two years, hasn't he? So, I think Leeds will be wanting to get a deal done for him this summer in extension. But um, yeah, we don't need to debate whether Leeds or not should sell Calvin Phillips or not for too long. Callum Nysel, another one who's um, uh, in the under-23s. Injuries played a big part with him. I think he deserves another year to sort of show what he can do. Um, Mateus Klitsch, he played every single game uh, and played well for really big chunks of the season. Got a lot of vital midfield goals. Um, real turnaround in his Leeds United career and, and I think he's going to be one of the building blocks for next season, isn't he? I think if you're playing that many games, you're always going to have bad runs of form. I think when he you look at the season yeah. as a whole... He has been brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Jamie Shackleton. So I think 
one person said sell Jamie Shackleton on the uh, on the results so far. And this Probably is, somebody just trying to annoy me. This is hundreds. Me. Yeah, this is hundreds of people that voted. Um, uh, it's been his breakthrough season. He's uh, plenty of sort of cameo appearances. Showed us what he could do in the last couple of the games against Derby. Uh, I think the only thing now is how much he plays next season. That's the only debate. I think he'll uh, you'll see his role increased, and we should see more more Shackleton. Uh, so he's a keep, as is Jack Clark again. We'll we'll see more of him, I dare say, next mm. year. Obviously, um, his form tailed off this year uh, after the Middlesbrough game when he fell ill on the bench. Um, I think he just needed the season to end there. Mm. Um, a nice sort of get get rested over the summer, get back to what he was. And I think um, he can have a really have a sort of a breakthrough season next year. We've then got uh, Stevens, Gotts, Odewar, McCalmont, Bogush. They're all keeps. They're all keeps. Yeah. They're, they're, they're under-23s mainstays. Under-23s under national title winners, so I think we've got to keep all of those. Um, we've then got a few obvious sales, so... I mean, yeah, Idiguchi, who'd forgotten Ray. about him. Um, so they're, they're two sales. Um, yeah. Idiguchi seems like a lovely enough chap, but yeah. it's, just, it's just not going to work out for him. He got, got fit just in time for the end of the German season, didn't he? Aurel Ray, um, not many people too much about him. He's um, a young Spanish midfielder who was good for the 23s last season. Similar situation to Diaz. He's the wrong side of 21 yeah. um, for a development player, so I think I think it would make sense to try at least moving him on. Yeah. Another one maybe worth debating is, is Saiz. Um, mm. with, with the passing of time, do you think... Do you think that relationship will have improved at all or do you think it's just it's plain as day that it's done now I think it's plain as day that he wants to be living in yeah. Spain with his, uh, with his with his family he's got a young family wife a partner and young family so I think he's going to stay there um, whether it's Getafe or not somebody, yeah, somebody will surely take a punt on him a bit of a shame perhaps from a Leeds point of view that Getafe didn't manage to get into the Champions League and the riches that it brings but uh, I'd have thought that there's a deal to be done somewhere in, in La Liga a few more um, of the loanees. So Union O'Kane, uh, I agree. If it was a fully fit Union O'Kane with a full season under his belt, yes, a sale and should be quite an easy sale. But the guy had a horrific yeah. le leg break back in September. So I think whilst I would um, sell him, um, mm -hmm. I do think that would be difficult in the market. I think you'd probably find few clubs that would pay money for a player who hasn't proven his fitness after a double leg break. So I yeah. think best case there would be another loan spell so he can prove himself and get some football under his belt. Um, then a few more obvious sales from, from the loanees yeah. so Anita Sacco Wasim Boy just a complete mystery Wasim Boy <laughs> Pavel Sabitsky uh, maybe a handful of people out there suggesting there's, there's something some magic Bielsa could work but you know we've got to remember Bielsa's only got 24 hours in a day exactly. uh, and he's got a lot of players yeah. to work magic on so <laughs> I think all four of those may well be finding permanent or temporary homes again J. Roy Grott, I've had a little yeah. bit of comeback on. Um, mm. My rationale for Grott is that he's a young lad, very athletic. Um, and whilst, whilst he's young, Bielsa might have enough raw materials to work with there over yeah. a pre-season, see how the pre-season goes at least. I'll say he's had one of the better loan spells that, that, um, that the Leeds sort of loan army has had. Um, and it looks like our readers would agree with you just 55%. Yeah, I thought it was it's, it's quite so, close to J. Roy yeah, Grott. Yeah, um, he was a bit of a scapegoat uh, last season when he was here, but... As you say, he's only young. Uh, on to the strikers now. So This is where you're... Uh, yeah, here we go. The exciting um, positions. Exactly, and there's, there's quite a lot of debate to be had here. So Kamar Roof has a year left on his contract. He was leading, his leading goal scorer this year. Um, I think he was really missed in that second leg against Derby. I think this podcast might not be talking post-mortem about the season we've just had if, uh, if he was playing on, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, Logic would say you keep your leading goal scorer, yeah. um, especially when he's missed half the season. Unle unless he starts kicking, kicking and screaming and throwing his toys at the pram, which his yeah. Instagram would suggest he won't do. Yeah. Um, you would think that's a, that's a very straightforward new contract, paying what he's worth and, um, and you keep him fit. That's it. You, you wouldn't be tempted if Leeds do have to raise a bit of money to, uh, to cash on him I'd while his stock's high? I mean, every, I mean the, the cliche is every player has their price. Kamaru has his price. You know, if somebody comes in with something like 15 to 20 million, I would sell Kamaru for that. Mm. I mean, even between 10 and yeah. 15, you, you're turning my head a bit. I think because, so. Because yeah. you would think that they could go out there and find a striker of a decent pedigree for that amount of money when you... when I suppose the next striker we're going to talk about brings yes. you on to the, the, the strikers in the transfer market mm. and what you get for your money. Yeah, so for £7 million or there or thereabouts, Leeds United got Patrick Bamford last summer. Nine goals in 23 appearances with, with yeah. a... A glut of five in seven between early February and early March. That's as good as it got. Yeah. Early February, early March. So, two big knee injuries he's had this year. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's what I mean. 
I have come down on, on the side of keep because again, in a similar way to Cassia, I just think it's still very early in his in his stay. He, his history would suggest he's got the pedigree to at least do something with a, with a full pre-season and a full season next year. So if he can stay fit, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the club will not even think about selling him. I, mean, yeah. I, think, I think, again, the list of priorities, whilst we all would love to have seen him score more goals, you have to hope that he stays fit and, and delivers on that promise. And if we're in the same situation this time next year, then maybe it's the time to move on. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be shocked if he isn't a Leeds United player come the start of the season. Um, I think this one's a no-brainer. Tyler Roberts, yeah, he's, he's had a cracking he's season. there with yeah. Phillips and Shackleton for obvious decisions. Yeah, it's a delight to see him after his, his struggles when he, when he signed for six months with injuries. Delighted to see him have such, such a good year and I think, I think he's going to grow into a, a really good player. Um, another under-23 star next with a big future that uh, I imagine none of you want to sell is Ryan Edmondson. Leading scorer in the 23s. Um, was he at 19 goals, I think, didn't he? In and the end, yeah. He's um, still not even 18. So uh, 18 today. Oh, he's 18 today. today. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, have a good one. Um, and, yeah, I think the question just is what his role is in the first team next year. You know, if he, um, if he can get on the bench there. Temenuskov's a keep. Yeah. Um, again, another under-the-radar 23s player with a bit of progression. Yep. Sam Dolby was an under-the-radar 23s player, but he's had a very, very lacklustre loan spell with, with League 2 Morecambe. A couple so of appearances there. He, they don't I don't like what they've seen there. I think he, again, is just too far down the pecking order to... He's going to want to play football somewhere, so I would sell, or at least very very much loan. Malik Wilkes? Yes, he's an interesting one. Yeah, I, he's probably had the best loan spell, I'd say, of all Leeds loanees. Yeah, I would say so. Most successful season, certainly. Yeah, um, that was at Doncaster. Yeah, he's scored, um, scored plenty of goals for Doncaster. Um, some very nice words from uh, Grant McCann, isn't it, the manager at Doncaster? Talk positively all season about yeah, him. Yeah, really positive about Wilkes. Consistently spoke about him um, having an impact. He is the sort of player you'd like to think, what could be able to do with him? You know, because he's got these really good physical attributes. Yeah. Um, you know, if we can get sort of, you know, he does a lot of running, so if you can get that fitness really high, um, if you can show a bit of, you know, be a bit more clinical than, than the lead strikers have been this year, perhaps he could be, um, could be in for uh, an excellent season. Um, one small caveat, he does have a, a court case coming up, I think it's next month, but... Um, We'll, we'll save that for the legal podcast, I, I think. think. I mean, so are you are you on the keep side? I'm on the keep, Regardless yeah. of what happens in pre-season? I think, see what happens pre-season. It's pre-season That's what I'm with, with an eye to keep. Um, I think, I think... Purely because you look at what happened with the strikers this year. You know, we were down on numbers. I think they could have done with one more striker. Yeah, you could at least have Wilkes knocking around in the background. He, he can play wide. He's done that plenty this season. He's played wide for Doncaster. And I think, um, yeah, any, any strikers... I think he's probably scored more goals than any Leeds player this year, hasn't he? <laughs> so, you know, we don't want to bang on about chance conversion, but perhaps he could be the man to, to help with that. I mean, I, I suppose I would say the optimists are the ones that would say, you know, just because he scored goals for a League One side, he's going to come in and, and do it immediately at the top end of the Championship. Um, realistically, um, I wouldn't be too surprised if, 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 if he, I mean, I suppose his priority is playing football matches. Mm. And as we know, Bielsa doesn't like running with a big squad because he wants everybody to be playing fairly yeah. regularly. So, does Malik Wilkes really want to be a player that plays week in, week out for the 23s and, and gets on the bench every so often for the first team? Or does he want to be playing 30, 40 matches for a, for a lower-end championship side? Mm. Maybe a Luton or a, or a Barnsley coming up? Possibly. Um, I mean, we'll wait and see. Um, that seems to be a bit more of a natural progression. But, of course, you know, if he hits five goals in seven pre-season matches, then he's going to be sticking around. Because look at what Klitsch happened, what happened to Klitsch mm. last summer. Yeah. I mean, it, it can happen. And that was pre-season. The, these players yeah. can come up sort of on the blind side and, and become key, key players. That's it. And as I said, I, I just want to see what Bielsa can do with him. It's, uh, we all know how much Bielsa can improve players. Right, last couple now. Fairly um, obvious. Two cells. Yeah. Caleb Ekuban. It looks as though uh, Trabzonspor... No, no uh, poker face from Trabzonspor. No. They, they, they yes. called it weeks ago. <laughs> yes, we will be activating the clause to sign him permanently. Um, so that looks like it's a matter of um, when, not if. And then um, Alex Machuca, who's um, another one of these... Um, you Spanish that, in the 23s. Yeah, um, of course it was um, last summer when all these players were brought in, or the year before rather, um, to yeah, sort of two to, ago, yeah. to pack out the under-23 squad because there was no under-23 squad. Mm. So it was, it was a case of getting bodies in trial and error. And um, I think he was just one of these bodies. He spent a year in sort of the uh, the lower the reaches lower. In, uh, yeah. in Spain. So I think his race has probably run at Leeds United. And um, and yeah, that's the whole squad. So um, 
well done for, for listening and getting through all 53 players. I think we do ourselves there. a disservice. I think people would have enjoyed that. I think it is, <laughs> it's, so. it's, a big, it's a big talking point. Yeah, and um, um, you can have your say. We've, we've got this piece on the website. Have a look around. It's uh, yeah, a keep or sell. Really nice um, looking widget on the bottom. You just click for keep, click, click for sell. Or swipe on your phone. Or phones. swipe if you're using your phone, like uh, most of you will be. Um, and we will bring you the full results um, probably later this week, won't we? I'd have thought. It seems an obvious, an obvious one to do, given that the, the results are quite fascinating, aren't they? Yeah, we're sort of watching them in time. Um, yeah, very interestingly. So, it's a third-place squad, um, yeah. the vast majority of, of which have, have contributed hugely and mm-hmm. deserve another chance to, to, to complete their unfinished business. But everybody agrees there needs to be some slight improvements, some tweaks. So, yeah. if you're going to take out three players, which three are they going to be? Which three? So, are we talking first team squad members yeah, who the, played? The, 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 the ones that contributed. The ones that played last year. If, if you're taking, I mean, in the end, it's probably 15 or 16 players that were sort of the core group. Which okay. three are you taking out Which and hopefully improving upon? Okay, well, in the sense of I'm taking them out because they'll give us value for selling them. Yeah. Um, Pontus would go. Yeah. I think um, he's an obvious one to, that Leeds can cash in on. Uh, we spoke about Forshaw not fitting the squad. Uh, quite so nicely and for my last one uh, you've got me here let's have a think um, I don't want to say Alioski because that's what you're going to say isn't it um, <laughs> Berardi was the other one I think, we, I think it is Berardi but then we've, we've lost then two centre-backs centre haven't we and that's, that's the I suppose what we there. are forgetting is that Harrison has gone and there, there is an opening on yeah. the left wing there yeah. so maybe you don't need to pick three yeah, but I, want, I, I do want to force you to pick three <laughs> <laughs> and I can't have Sammy Saiz either that's um, Let's have a look here. Let's uh, recap my brains. Now you, you've, but you've yeah, I mean, me I mean, uh, my, I mean, my yeah. choices on the website is fairly obvious that I'm saying you know Jantz and Alioski and Forshaw are the three yeah. sort of headline names that I would either sell because we have to or yeah. sell because we can improve them. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of logic in those three. To be honest, um, I don't think they'll go as far as selling three members of the first team squad for what it's worth, but we may see one or two go. But um, but yeah, anything else to add there, Baron, from that one? I don't think so. I think we're, we're, we're podcasted out now. Podcasted I think um, we'll yeah. have to wait and see what happens now. So I think Bielsa's future next. That's Everybody goes one. away on holiday for a bit and then... Mm. I mean, I think every football club wants to do business early, don't they? And the window is open now. It yeah. has opened so, earlier I mean, than normal. Perhaps, I mean, the internet exists. So just because Marcelo yeah. is in Argentina doesn't mean business can't be done by Victor with, yeah. uh, with, the, with the green light from Marcelo. So... Who knows? Some moves mm. may well happen. I think early the better, but um, it may well not be again until June, July, because of course so many of them last year ran until late on, didn't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. Douglas, Bamford, Izzy Brown. Izzy they Brown they ruled them very late, weren't they? Izzy Brown was the day before the window shut, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's something to look forward to. Although we've got an earlier uh, shut of the window, haven't we? I don't think there's a loan window. Yeah, we as have. Such. It's, the, it's the Friday before the season starts. Or the, before the Premier League season starts, isn't it? So, um, yeah. We've got the uh, the championship season starting on the third of August. Yes, we'll have, and there'll be the League Cup game on the, the first Tuesday, won't it? Yeah, exactly. So, so we'll have a couple of games before the window there we closes. Are. So it's all all starting already. Can you believe it? <laughs> right, we'll call it a day there then. So um, make sure you um, you stay tuned to leads-live.co.uk. Have a look at the keep or sell article. Plenty more on there. John Howell's piece that we talked about at the start. That's on there. Have a read. Um, and thanks for listening to the podcast. If you could rate review. Uh, with it being the summer, I imagine we'll be back quite a lot here with you, actually. We'll, uh, we'll at least be every week for you. So we'll actually have some time in the office we will. together. Yeah, yeah. We've been like ships in the night most season, me and Baron. But, um, yeah, it's been good fun to talk to you. So um, if you can like and uh, review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from, that'd be grand. Other than that, thanks for stopping by, Baron. Thank you very much, Joe. It's been very therapeutic. It's been a pleasure, We're all feeling better about ourselves here now. <laughs> so on to the next um, stage of grief. And uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Cheers now. <laughs>